1: You're listening to the P.R.O. Media Network, the next level in entertainment.
2: (laughs)
3: With Big Q and the guys, telling you everything you need to know about
1: the Saints, Pelicans, and a whole lot more. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, and we have intense Entertainment educating, and enlightening sport talk. From your favorite sports family Of course, I'm Big Q and this is Podcast 313 313 on the podcast And in this episode, we're gonna be Having some, talking about some Saints news and notes Still covering the NFC Championship game Of course, the NFC Championship game is long and gone But, of course, it's, it's a lot of drawback A lot of, still a lot of angry Saints Family still dealing with the fact that Saints not going to the big dance man We're not going there are not going to be there family So you might as well let that set in NFL commissioner The entire week has totally ignored the Saints fan base And the rest of the people seeking answers On what was happening with this whole deal here And of course the handles everywhere Whether it's on Twitter The hashtags or Facebook, Instagram Whatever it is Everybody's still saying the same thing, which is Saints got robbed and no calls like the referees were doing. Definitely would say that the Saints definitely got robbed in terms of them making the correct calls. But, you know, I always have an interesting perspective on things like this. And as you know, if you listen to the prior show, you heard me explain to the rest of the sports comb of the black and gold nation. And uh, everybody dealing with the whole situation. That hey, listen, we weren't. We had control of this here thing. We could have put these suckers away. And for whatever reason, we played it scared. We're too conservative. Kept going field goals as opposed to taking the big leap, going for the big chance plays that would ultimately put you in the position to win the game. The Rams weren't scared. They went for fake punts and every damn thing. And ultimately. They were the the victors of the game. Now, you can say, well, because the referees cheated on them on one call, the referees missed several calls. You know, I had documented them in the last show. We spoke about uh, Roby, whatever his face is, the, uh, Nicky Roby Coleman was every the three plays where he was involved in a garden wide receivers. He each he passed interference, each one of those plays, the touchdown pass that was going to end zone to Mike Thomas. He passed interference them there. The uh, pass that was going to take junior. He ran and hit him before the ball got there. All of those plays wasn't called. But the NFL reaches down in the bag of tricks and finds Nicky Roby Coleman. Uh, Twenty six grand, which is a little less than what they find mike thomas for the cell phone incident big up to mike thomas says he did come out and say that 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 was the case how you find me 30 and then uh, this guy had a helmet the helmet and ultimately had 26 just twenty six thousand dollar fine so when it comes down to it what's really going on here fam you know it's like the, the commissioner doesn't like it but this is this is a chump rep this is a chump commissioner I'ma say it. This is a chump. This is a chump commissioner, and the chump commissioner, the chump commissioner is one of the people that would that that made the call that ultimately chose to ignore for this entire week. This entire week, family, the NFL commissioner chose to ignore the Saints' call. He chose to ignore it. He didn't address it. He didn't say anything to the contrary to it. He chose to ignore it. He just hit in this hole somewhere and and just chose not to do it. But they decided to draw the twenty six thousand dollar fine on Nick and Roby. That basically admits wrongdoing that they gave him a helmet to helmet. It's just and, and of course, the legal filings We're gonna cover it all today, fam. In this one, this uh, 30, 40 minute, I mean, this one hour edition of the sports coma live three. 311, thank you three thirteen, excuse me, thank you for joining us today. And we're gonna talk about that. Uh the fact that the NFL saying that we can't rewind the NFC titles game it'll mess up the Super Bowl, it'll cost too much money. So damn getting it right. We gotta get this money. That's pretty much what the call is. How you feel about that. And I encourage anybody that you feel played about this whole situation, boycott in your special way. I'm not gonna tell you how, but you know how to do it. Whether that means not going to the games, whether that means Uh, sending messages, you know, uh, whatever it may be, do what you feel that you have to do. If you might feel like, well, I'm just going to dial back on it. If that's the case, do what you feel that you need to do as a fan we we'll to talk about that. Go into that story. The NFL don't want to run, run it back because it'll cost too much money and it upset the Super Bowl. And I've been telling y'all that's what the NFL, a bunch of greedy bastards. They don't care about getting it right. Uh, if they did, they would have fined that referee for not making a call. Also, they probably should have fired them for not making a call. If you're too stupid to see right in front of you that that was a pass interference, you don't need to be officiating even at on the college level. Go back to high school with that. Ben Watson calls out the NFL commissioner for the silence. The whole week has passed. The NFL hadn't said a damn word. And uh, they they ignored you and basically said in, in leaked statements to certain press members that we're not going to run it back. It's already Sunday again. So a full week has passed. He hasn't said anything, but you probably will see him next week. And by that time, he people say, well, we can't run it back. But this is the kind of duck and hide garbage that you see the NFL is involved in. Never mind the fact that my opinion is that it's you know, that they, they looking at the big money. The big markets, the Los Angeles is a huge market, second largest in the country. The Boston market is one of the top five markets in terms of media markets in the, in the world. So you have those two major markets competing. More money for the NFL, more money, more money, more money. Also, the sports coma question of the day, we're going to hit you with that right now, family, is should the penalties be reviewable? We shouldn't be even having this discussion, to be honest with you, if you call what's in front of you. Call us in front of you. Why we need to change rules and regulations for, for a, you know, a SOB that, that refuses to throw the flag because the fix was in, in my opinion. We also have uh, uh, P.J. Williams was busted on a DWI. I probably beat P.J. just, you know, he probably still suffering from that garbage-ness. We have a, uh, we're going to talk about free agent saints list. We got to get past this whole thing with this NFL stuff in the next move is who should we bring back to keep the train rolling. Got Gail Benson's statement on the NFC Championship game we're going to go over. And, of course, interviews from Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the Pelicans and the Saints, Demario Davis, and defensive backs Eli Apple. And that said, P.J. Williams, before you got that DWI. We also will read the replies of the previous show, dealing with the sports coma. All that today on episode 313. Now, the NFC title game would let us get to the first story. Of course, the NFL said, It would be too pricey to run it back and uh, to run back and make sure we get the correct call uh, in the NFC championship game. We're not going to do it because, hell, it costs too much money. Y'all just have to eat that there. And and I don't like that. I don't like how that sounds. And you should be about getting it right. It should be about, listen, we want to get this whole situation right. It was wrong. The wrong team went to the Super Bowl. If the referee would have made the call, yada, yada, yada. I expected it as much. Of course, I know about the rule saying NFL, the commissioner has the ability to replay uh, the game at certain spots where the call would be made. But they don't want to go through that because, of course, that rule will be challenged every time there's a, a play where an official is not not making a call. And that brings it to more time. Now, all they're saying is, oh, it's going to be the game going to be too long and too much time. I don't care how long it is. Get it right. and Oh, you're going to remove the human element out of it because they make mistakes. no. The the issue of the day is there are crooked referees in the NFL. Wake up to that. There are crooked referees in the NFL that's steering the outcome of the games. It's it's How do you feel about knowing that some of these referees actually played for the Los Angeles Rams organization and not making calls against said Los Angeles Rams? I mean, it's a lot of stuff that people need to get aware of that happens in football. It's too much money being you know thrown around out there. And, of course, the NFL is going to go with the, the top moneymakers. But with that being said, in my previous commentary, I said that to me it don't matter about the NFL's referees. We focusing on the NFL res- referees because we gotta come out of our emotional brains right now because we're not making we're not in our common sense brains. We know the guy blew the call. That wasn't only the callie blue, that was the most out- outstanding callie blue. But the reality is that the Saints had an opportunity to win this game. Why is nobody why is it anybody but me lamb based in Dan Arnold for dropping that damn touchdown. Why am I only one? Why is everybody blowing the officials and not blowing away Dan Arnold who dropped a touchdown that could have abs- could have decided the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Did we forget that? Did we forget that? Did we forget the fact that Drew Brees threw the ball into the ground on that first possession? The last sec- section of plays before regulation ended when he dropped back and threw the ball into the ground before Michael Thomas. Do we not forget about the fact that Sean Payton was totally vanilla in the scheme? Do we forget the fact that late in regulation, Sean Payton, instead of running the football, I mean, throwing the football, he chose to uh, throw it as opposed to run it when he could have worked the clock down and possibly went for it. Could we think about that? Could we think about the blocking issues that the Saints had in the game and, and opening up lanes for the running back to run? Did we forget about that? Then we forget about blown coverages and plays throughout this game. Then we forget about that. And the fact that we had this, this Rams team by the you know what's and ultimately let them off the hook. Then we it's the, then we could look at the referees and say, hey, the referees are obviously a, a element of this here thing. But you should never play the game that close anyway. If you do what you're supposed to do and play the game like you were supposed to play, we would be sitting up here in the Super Bowl. The truth of the matter is that we had the control of this game and ultimately blew it because we was too conservative. We chose to go to go on third down, kicking field goals, kicking field goals, as opposed to running or taking a chance on the fourth down. It's the big game. You got to take chances to get there. Rams took chances. The guy passed in the fairs the hell out of him. He knew that he could have did that and ultimately gave the ball to the Saints. But you take chances, you take gambles. And like the old saying say, that the spoils of victory go to the bold bold for, bold for the fortune favors the bold the saints wasn't bold in this one they were totally not bold and they came into it playing it safe and it ultimately bit them in the butt and like i said if you want to blame somebody you can blame the stinking rotten referees but how about blaming your own man for t- dropping a touchdown in an nfc championship game which would ultimately decide the outcome because it was going to be a close game had he touched, cut that touchdown, do you not understand that the Saints would have went on to the Super Bowl? Do we not understand that? Do we, Did we forget the fact that the tight end dropped the touchdown in the end zone? Why are we not lambasting Dan Arnold's ass for not being ready for this game? That's where my perspective heads at. I'm not, I don't care about the referees anymore because I suspected the NFL wouldn't run the game back. They don't care. They just got their money. They're moving on to the next thing. Only us, are, only us as the fans or people following this thing are emotionally invested. The NFL is not emotionally invested. It's money driven. They got the money for it. and They're moving on. That's why the referee, excuse me, the NFL commissioners can choose to ignore the hell out of you and not even make a statement. How disrespectful of this commissioner, the same commissioner that did the bounty gate stuff against New Orleans, and then don't even come out with an official statement, don't even come out with a written statement or whatever. Just nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing until next week when they feel like, okay, the timeline is passed. Now we can address it because it's too late to have a replay game. I can't do it because the Super Bowl is coming up on us. So at the end of the day, this is how it plays out. But let's listen to, let's go into our interview section. Now listen to, let's listen to Mickey Loomis talk about what happened in this game. Cause it's really interesting, man. And his look, Mickey Loomis is take well, on it.
3: Let's just go ahead and just start with what everyone's talking about in this evening. Just kind of your reaction to what unfolded on Sunday and just the general reaction afterwards by, by fans and just kind of your thoughts on, on what happened.
4: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, Mrs. Benson's uh, statement pretty much, um, succinctly put how we feel. And, and, um, uh, You know, it's disappointing not to be playing in the game, the Super Bowl. Um, And I think we'd be disappointed regardless of, of, you know, how that might have happened. So I think enough's been said, really. Um, I feel for our fans. I feel for our coaches and our players and, and, uh, you know, our staff that worked so hard to get uh, ourselves in a position, you know, winning the division, um, getting the number one seed. Winning the division, uh, divisional round playoff game, and be in a position to go to the Super Bowl, and then and then have a disappointing ending is, is um, you know really tough on 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 all those you know people, including our fans. And, and man, I feel the pain. I feel it too. As far as I'm concerned,
3: no, I was going to say, just moving forward, did, would you like to see any where a situation doesn't happen
0: like that for either
3: team? Yeah, or certainly. Teams?
4: Certainly. You know, I think that'll be discussed, and and um, you know, we got a lot of smart people in the league, and, and they'll review that. Uh, circumstance and hopefully we can come up with a solution.
3: I know that obviously fans are passionate and this is something you have a great fan base here, but you know, a lawyer yesterday filed a lawsuit calling it professional wrestling. Do you just want to take a minute to kind of clear up that yeah. no
0: conspiracy or, or
3: yeah, things I, like that? Yeah, I don't
4: believe in it, you know, there was anything intentional. It just, you know, it was missed. Uh, um, that's what I believe, So, so. What would you like to see as far as a rule change as far as including yeah. space interference in the replay um you know I'm not that far along yet um, you know, I think it just needs to be discussed again and and I think you know we have technology and mechanisms that that might solve that but there's always unintended consequences and so we have to have a long discussion about uh, about those as well what would you
1: it's Mickey Loomis talking about uh the game and what he thinks about it. Of course, you heard the reporter mention the term conspiracy. We're dealing with the NFL. So many conspiracies uh, dealing with the NFL. It's like, well, I don't believe it. I just think it was a blown call. No, sir. What not a blown call. I don't know. Maybe because you're a part of it, you can't speak to it. I'm not a part of it. And that's the beauty of having a show that you're not connected to these people because ultimately you can't truly speak your mind because you're making money off of this whole deal. You're a part of the whole matrix. So to criticize it too roughly could possibly mean you being shunned, shunned to a degree. I have no such ties and affiliations to the Saints organization, the Pelicans organization. I'm totally free. As thus, I can be able to give a clear and concise uh, perspective on what's going on. I don't like people to play with my intelligence. I know what I see and I see what I see, meaning that I know about the NFL more than just that of a fan. I know from it from a business perspective. I know what kind of league this is. And I know what they're willing to do. Anytime you uphold the integrity issue and say we got to protect the shield at all costs. What about all the concussion data, the scandal dealing with the concussion that they were suppressing data for years and ultimately hiding the fact that people were suffering these horrible brain injuries and denied it for years. But when people were questioning, then, oh, it was a conspiracy. There have been number a number of referees that's tied to the NFL, which is tied to gambling, which is tied to Vegas, which is tied to Lions, which is tied to somebody in groups that manipulate and control certain games, through the referees when it comes time the nfl knows this any fan that really is more than a fan that has more of a, a degree of information dealing with it. if you don't there are plenty of books on it there are former referees that played in the, in the nba that coached i mean that refereed in the nba the mlb and most of these professional leagues that have written books explaining what goes on don't be ignorant about it look it up and research it if you truly want to learn how this hit thing runs but from the perspective of what we're seeing dealing with this game The Saints coming away from that stuff. The Saints had an opportunity to put this damn game away. You know, I don't want to hear about the blown call anymore. Yeah, they blown the call. Yeah, the referee uh, ignored it. Yeah, the referee looked like he was going to dig for his flag. The other had two referees in the area. One waved it off. The other one watched him. Then he did the same thing when the other referee was actually going to throw the flag. The other one waved it off. So he emulated the other one and they waved it off. No call. But that wasn't everything. They missed holding calls uh, on, the, on people like uh, Alex Okafor, Davenport. Cam Jordan was held damn near half the game, it wasn't called. Referee was looking right at Cam as the guy had his arm around Cam's neck. And I seen the play froze it. I should have took a picture and posted it on social media. Referee looking right at the man holding Cam around his neck. No flag. You can't count on the referees to do nothing for you, especially at that level of game, because you should have known going in that they, were, they didn't have your back. They're looking forward to have the best job, the most. uh, That's just how it is. It's a money play, it's a money grab. What are they telling you right now, what the NFL league office telling you right now? We're not going to replay the game because it costs too much. It'll cost too much to move the Super Bowl or what have you. They're telling you that. We ain't going to do it because it costs too much money. Not because it means that it'll be right to do, to get the right person in there. Oh, we ain't going to do it because it costs too much money. So, and who has more money in all these leagues than NFL, seriously? They can delay that and whatever they can make that up on the back. And that's just a lame excuse. But anyway, that was Mickey Loomis chiming in on his thoughts of the game. We're going to get a few of these players in here first, but let's keep the party rolling. You know Ben Watson have so called out the NFL Commission for his silence, dealing with the whole silliness of the commission.
5: Discover a healthier, happier you with January 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying January's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. portrayal.
3: I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After
0: losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me.
5: Ethos, fast
0: and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash
5: audio.
1: Refuses to even bat AI toward the Saints organization. The same person who was involved in the Bounty Gate. Situation when it turned out that they didn't have any credible evidence to prove that, but they took draft picks. They uh fined people, but didn't give anything back. Didn't give a damn thing back. Just ignore that as well. This is the same guy that could have rectified the wrongs of the past, but chose not to do anything. Makes 20 something plus million dollars a year to hide and run in his hole where he belongs. Just remember this, guys. Just remember. Remember, this is going and big ups to Ben Watson for speaking his mind and talking and, and talking to the commissioner very respectfully out have blew the sob out i'm just saying i have no allegiance to you and you're wrong you're dead wrong you don't need to be the commissioner of a, a of a children peewee league if you can't make the proper calls like this this is totally wrong and you could have, of course made it but of course we know the commissioner has no spine no mind of his own he's merely a puppet of the ownership groups that keeps him in place to make sure he makes as much money as possible he's merely a puppet for the owners that's what he is. So don't expect him to bend over backwards to help you in any capacity to get anything right. Outside of that, thanks for Ben Watson for stepping up to that, to doing that. Big ups to him. The TSC question, the TSC, the sports question of the day, should penalties be reviewed? Of course, <laughs> a lot of our black and gold nation will be saying, Of course, Q, of course, they'll be. It should be reviewed and rightfully so, man. Um, um, I don't know. I just think that if the SOB makes the call like he was supposed to and we wouldn't be having this discussion or the fact that maybe Dan Arnold should have caught that touchdown pass. Huh? So which one should that should be the sports coma question today? Which play which place should you be madder at? Which play should get the most blame? Should it be Dan Arnold's blown drop touchdown where he had nobody on him? The ball, he, the guy threw it to him, drew through it to him, put him right on him, hit him right in the hands. Guy drops the ball and they have on sticky gloves. So I don't understand how you did that one. But how do you still drop a touchdown in the NFC championship game is beyond me. I just don't understand it. If you drop a pass in the regular field on second down or first down, I ain't tripping on that. But to drop a third down touchdown pass is totally repugnant. It's foolish. Dan Arnold, it needs to be lamb based for that. Just like the lamb base these silly uh, officials, Dan Arnold shouldn't be allowed to make it. We should be seeing articles blasting Dan Arnold for dropping a touchdown that ultimately would have decided the fate of the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. Which one means more? Is it the referee blowing the call or Dan Arnold dropping the ball? That's the sports coma question of the additional sports coma question of the day. Y'all answer that one for me. Which means more? Which one means more? Is it the official blowing the call or Dan Arnold dropping that touchdown pass? Because I haven't forgot. A lot of people did. But I have not forgot Dan Arnold dropping a touchdown pass. That would have won the game. You do not. And I repeat again. You do not drop touchdown passes in the NFC championship game. The guy wasn't ready to play. Josh Allen. You know about Ben Watson. He didn't play because of his illness. Josh Allen. Hill was knocked out of the game because of a concussion. NFL didn't throw nothing on that, a flag on that either. And when he came in, big ups to Gary Griffin, who came in and caught a touchdown pass. This guy dropped one. He had two. He was targeted twice. Didn't come up with nothing. And the most important catch of his career was a drop touchdown pass in the NFC championship game, which would ultimately have decided the Saints going to the Super Bowl. So which one means more? Is it the fact that we had the game in our hands literally and figuratively and blew it with the drop touchdown pass? Or is it the referees with the nine call at the end, which means more? I I have to say Dan Arnold because we had it. We had this here thing. Anyway, your your opinion might differ. But anyway, moving forward, man, I think that's 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 one of the big things we, we have to understand as people here. We we come out of the emotional mind, we understand that let's get back to the logical mind and the reality of business before football. They talk about the the ref, the uh of the uh reporter made the comment to Mickel Loomis about the entertainment aspect of it. Don't I I'm glad I remembered to go back to that because it's in the NFL charter. You look it up, it shows that the NFL's it's considered more of it's in its charter being entertainment league. It's an entertainment. It's not really true football. It's entertainment. If you want to get down to the meats and potatoes and bust all the junk open, that's why it's like whatever it is. That's why it's entertainment the concerts and explosives and all this kind of stuff It's more of the rigmarole around the game as opposed to the game itself. So if you want to get technical, this is not a conspiracy. It's written in the NFL charter so they don't get sued by people saying that this should be a football league well it's like the wwe this it is literally is when wwe changed its its uh formatting to an entertainment league because people were starting to come up with lawsuits saying that this is not a that how they're judging these wrestling matches so they changed it that's why he changed the name this is the same deal with the nfl but they just hadn't notified you yet you hadn't gotten the memo yet you haven't gotten the memo so there's a lot of great people out there that understand that That get that we get that we got that (laughs) we got robbed (laughs) anyway we got more to talk about when we come back on the other side of the break sports coma question of the day is should the penalties be reviewable an additional sports coma question of the day is which is more harmful the drop touchdown pass by our third string tight end Dan Arnold or the referee blowing the call what's your call Also we got interviews lined up with PJ Williams Gonna talk about PJ Williams Getting that DWI We got Demario Davis and a few other people Coming up on the interview section We got some more stories we're gonna cover on the other side Of the break so stay with us You're listening to the Sports Coma live 313 also we open up the phone lines In the second segment 504-475-4482 So join us We'll be back
5: and pelicans fan so the only podcast i can get my fix is the sports coma with big q the guys intense funny and they always keep it real
1: check out the sports coma with big q and the guys What's up, sports world? It's Big Q. Talking at you from the PRO Media Network, letting you know that we're attempting to make things a lot simpler on our listeners and viewers of our mini podcasts. So as a result, we're leasing down a lot of our shows to have their own channels for your convenience. Starting soon, shows like Ring King Box, LSU's Tough Tiger Talk, the Pelican Post Game Report, will all have their own individual YouTube channels. So thank you for working with us during this process. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting and thank you for everything. Thank you for your donations and support for our platform as we continue to improve moving forward. Peace.
3: Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by fanatics and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars ship directly to your home join fanatics rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase shop now and for a limited time get 20 off all orders fanatics.com officially licensed everything
1: hit the link below and rep the black and gold today who that
5: Vote for Veggies. come on
3: Facebook,
1: Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You listening to the Sports Coma Big Q and the Guys on the PRO Media Network. Welcome back to the Sports Coma with Big Q and the Guys. Saints news and notes on Podcast 311, finishing the breakdown of the Saints-Rams-NFC Championship matchup. Of course, that was the previous show, episode 311. We recapped it in full. Had to put down explicit on that show. I didn't realize how, how raw I was gotten. He was like, <laughs> got on that one. But a lot of stuff to be upset about, man. The fact that the spineless NFL commissioner has yet to make a statement. Only thing he said is, uh, as far as the league office is concerned, it's too, it costs too much to replay the NFC title game. It would mean a, a big pricey delay for the Super Bowl. Who makes more money than the NFL? Seriously. Seriously. Who makes more money? You mean to tell me they couldn't afford to do that? Get out of here. But it just shows you the mindset of these people at the top. Remember this. Remember this and understand this is why we shouldn't play games and rely on the referees. Take care of business. Dan Arnold, who got the thumbs down from the previous show when he dropped a touchdown pass that could have decided the Saints going to the Super Bowl I keep saying that because we forgot that a lot of us forgot the fact that that play was more impactful than that call in my opinion think about it and let me ask you this for those who differ in opinion with me I'm not talking about you guys that agree with what I'm saying but the folks say oh no Q hold on man that's not true and the end referee was the reason why we lost no no sir no ma'am no if Dan, or let me ask you this, my friend, if Dan Arnold catches the touchdown that he dropped, if he catches it, do the Saints go to the Super Bowl? Do they go to the Super Bowl? And you would say, yes, they would. So, in essence, that play nullifies, in my opinion, the no call by the referees. It wasn't just one no call. See, they focus on that one. But there were several no calls, three in particular, dealing with Roby Coleman. Well, he passed interference, Ted again. Jr., totally ran him over. He passed uh, interference, Mike Thomas, when he hooked him in the end zone. Go back and look at the tape. That was a pass interference. And, of course, the obvious one when he ran over, all that guy does is pass interference. He's worse than Ken Crawley and P.J. Williams in terms of not even looking for the ball. And I love what Deion Sanders said about current NFL, 95% of the cornerbacks in the NFL looking to not – Getting beat as opposed to looking for a play, and that's exactly what Ken Crawley and PJ Williams do. They don't look to turn around and make plays. They, them guys, in essence, would have been leading the Saints in interceptions because who got more balls thrown at them this year than anybody? When Ken Crawley was in there, they were throwing at him ten times a game. Damn there. Only thing he had to do was turn around and he would have had at least eight interceptions on it. Yeah, I promise you that much. But they look to not get beat as opposed to making a play that came from Deion Sanders mouth. Now, he wasn't talking about them in particular. He was talking about 95 percent of the cornerbacks in the league look to not get burnt as opposed to make plays. Five percent turn around, make a play. Marshawn Lattimore is in the one of the five percent. A Akib Twalib, whatever his name is, he is in the five percent because those type of guys look to make plays. They're confident. They understand how the game go. they fundamentally sound and the technique which is when the wide receiver turns to locate the ball. You turn! You Ooh. turn and look because the ball must be on its way. And that's a handful of wide receivers that's real deceptive in that They only turn at the last moment. But the majority of them signal to you that the ball is on its way. Being that, with that being said, P.J. Williams, man. Poe P.J. P.J. had a DWI. He was caught I don't know what's going on, with PJ. He's facing numerous charges after the DWI arrest. Of course, PJ is uh, go, is officially a free agent. You know, he's no longer under contract. This most certainly, PJ, is not a smart money move by you, sir, to be quite honest with you. This is not a smart money move to uh, come out and, and do this, you know, right now. I think you just cost yourself some money here. Not saying that not a lot, but you most certainly cost yourself some money. But Pope PJ dealing with the obviously the effects of what happened in the Saints game. Um working your tail off, man. You know. Working your tail off and getting to a position and ultimately losing in that way and that's two years straight. You have the Minnesota miracle and the debacle in the dome, that's what I call it. We had the Minnesota miracle and a debacle in the dome. And, you know, it's it's tough to be a Saints fan. You know, it's, you know I read an article from the Detroit Lions saying, oh, the Saints think they got done wrong. Uh, Detroit, you got to be relevant and get even much put yourself in the conversation like that. But past Wednesday, the Saints, after the NFC championship loss, we had P.J. Williams, who's rested on a litany of charges, according to the report from the new york post.com said he was driving while intoxicated speeding improper lane usage and failure to use a turn signal they hit him with everything now of course he was a rising free agent in some minds and williams was stopped after driving 80 miles per hour in a 50 mile per hour zone he refused the breath test and then was booked that wednesday police said he has since been released on bond. He was arrested and charged with DUI after winning a national championship game as a junior in 2015. So I think that's just how P.J. get down. He celebrates by doing something like that and then I guess that's his go-to move in in times of extreme emotional output whether it's good or bad. But you know he was still the Saints dealing with that. They still drafted P.J. third in you know in that following draft in 2015 and later the charges were dropped now the saints have had no comment on this one yet so pj williams man not a good way to go pj not right now man you know there's different ways we can handle this thing but yeah that's just not a good way to come out the gate with a with a dwr buddy but uh let's send a, send some support to pj williams saints people let's send some blessings and good words toward pj man and hopefully he uh comes through that thing i know he will moving ahead uh, of course we had a little short story i wanted to mention it's the article that the saints officials the, in the rams game were reportedly harassed by an nfc title game uh, one of the officials the main official who, I, i'm not going to mention these guys names but the main official was doing a college game and of course a couple of the children school students were ha- haggling him asking him. Was that a pass interference? He said, "I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it." That's like input saying, "You know what? It was a pass interference. You know, it was a pass interference." Man, I'm gonna just be honest with you. It was a pass interference. I know it. The world knows it. You know it. I agree with you. It was a pass interference. God just didn't make the call, you know. So, you know, it's what it is. But going ahead, we're looking at the Saints free agents. You know, next topic here is the Saints have, uh, according to a report, they have twenty two free agents now most of those guys are big name free agents that we might consider bringing back you know but the biggest one on the list some believe you know you have is mark ingram you know you're looking at mark ingram now of course he was suspended those first four games of the season with that ped situation and a lot of people think that you know kind of hurts his value going forward but i ultimately think that they have a lot of teams that's gonna throw money at mark ingram Hopefully, I think the emotional ties, even though this is a money game, hopefully the relationship that he has with Alvin Kamara and the fun that those guys have, because it's like when they got together since they've been together, they've been the best tandem in the NFL history. Those guys hopefully have a strong enough relationship where Mark comes back. The interest is, will he come back at a price feasible for the Saints to continue to build ahead? That's my thing. I think he will. In my opinion, I think Mark Ingram will return. They have a lot of other question marks. Teddy Bridgewater, would he come back? Saints upped a what was it, a third round pick to get Teddy Bridgewater to see how he did. And in his debut with the Carolina Panthers, not so impressive. But I, I, I look at the entire body word of who Teddy Bridgewater is. He was rookie of the year coming out. He led his team as a rookie into the. Uh, to the NFC title game one time and into the playoffs before he had that injury. I think you keep this guy around. I'm just going to be honest with you. You keep him around. You keep Teddy Bridgewater around. And then you gave up a third round pick to get him. So I don't think you give up a third round pick for a one year rental of a player. That's a silly way to handle it. You know, maybe if it was a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick, but a third-round pick, I would I would say that the same.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, a woo a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. plus.
1: Thanks, being that they did that, they most certainly are looking at bringing him in back. Perhaps they'll let the market decide. That's what mickey loomis mickey mouse loomis likes to do at time is allow the market to dictate the value of what they're going to play and of course they have other players like jay uh defensive tackle jay bromley who's out there i just think taylor stalworth probably you know pushed him forward there's still des bryant involved in the situation where imagine if the saints had had dead des bryant and he didn't get hurt going into the season could you imagine uh, what could happen? You could very well be playing for the Super Bowl, because I know Des Bryant wouldn't have dropped that goddamn touchdown that Dan Arnold did. I just know that, you know, and maybe perhaps we had a couple of those undrafted tight ends like Dan Arnold, who was dropping passes through the year. Most of them difficult passes. He wasn't catching. I don't know if I would have went. I probably would have went with a veteran defensive uh, a tight end going into the NFC championship game, knowing that, you know, you have josh hill there and then two undrafted guys behind them they don't have much experience i don't know if i would have pulled i probably would have pulled the got on the line and got a veteran tight end in here for the rest of the season just because i knew ben watson wasn't going to be available you know i would have got a guy in here maybe if a guy that formerly used to play in the system maybe you make that call maybe i could have played uh klein in that position maybe i can play him more at the little tight end position Cause uh, he's a better catcher of the ball, it appears, in pressure situations than that other guy was. I, I don't know if I just totally relied on Dan on. I was kind of shaky on him during the season because he hadn't showed me much. You know, he hadn't show he showed me less than what Traquan Smith did, to be honest. with you. he had a few games here or there, but to, I just didn't think he was ready for it, and obviously he wasn't. But Des Bryant is a guy that's looking at possibly coming back here. He could be the answer to, to solve a lot of these problems. Still have Ted again there. But you have also Ger- Jermaine Bushrod, who had a pretty stellar season before he had a few injuries. Do you bring him back or do you draft somebody? Very interesting questions. Bushrod will definitely come back for a year at a reduced rate. Then, of course, you had Ken Crawley, who was there. I say no or practice squad, perhaps. But, you know, he has a lot of experience. But Ken Crawley, to me, man, is I don't I'm what you've seen from Ken Crawley last year. He is about probably the best you're going to see. So I think it's time to move on from him and PJ Williams. I'm just going to be honest with you. They need better play back there at the cornerback position. Don't forget the fact that P Rob, Patrick Robinson will be healthy for next year. That takes the nickel position. And I'm not mad at PJ as a dime back because he's not on field as much. But if you're going to do that, you might as well have drafted or uh, bringing another guy with a little better upside than PJ Williams. You know, of course, he might come back at a reduced rate. But you don't bring back both either Kent Crawley or P.J. Williams. It's one or the other. And if I had to vote on it, I'd probably say P.J. Williams. Another under the weather re-signing could be Tyler Davidson, The most least talked about man on the Saints defense is Tyler Davidson. He's the most least talked about man on the Saints defense. They talk about everybody. Sheldon uh, Rankins, they talk about, of course, Cam is a star. Then, of course, Alex Okafor is there. Davenport's there about what he can do. Everybody else but tyler davidson and he's a starter and he's been a starter on this team for a while the saints probably showed us something early in the year when they tried to bring in m domica sue remember it and he chose to go to the rams obviously he made a good choice choice in terms of super bowls is concerned because they're going we're not and the fact that they tried to before that get muhammad wilkerson who ultimately chose to go to green bay As opposed to come here. So both those guys, if signed, would have pushed Tyler Davidson and relegated them to a bench position. The Saints are really trying to upgrade his position. So I don't know if he comes back. My guess is he probably won't come back. Somebody's going to pay Tyler Davidson because of experience, his youth. He's a good defensive tackle. I would say he's not a starting tackle. I say he's a rotational tackle. That's why the Saints were trying to upgrade the position previously. It just failed. They just failed to do so. Other signings, of course, is uh, Chris Banjo, who I could see him coming back. And we already mentioned what Mark Ingram can bring. There's Daniel Lasco, who's injured. There's Josh Laribius, who was injured. Tommy Lee Lewis, who Sean Payton loves. And of course, one of the important signings is kicker Will Lutz. Will Lutz definitely is is going to get signed by the Saints and brought back. He solidified the kicker position. In my book, he's a all pro. This year, even though he didn't make it. But I still say we definitely solved the kicker issue with Will Lutz, and hopefully they bring him back. And of course, Craig Robinson's contract up. Love Craig Robinson and what he's done. Hopefully, they bring him back. Manti Teo is another one that's out there. So there are a few guys out there, the Saints, who could be looking at resigning. Which ones are coming back? Don't forget Justin Hardy. Don't forget Vance Bagel, who was out there, and a few other ones. Cameron Tom and. It's a it's a few guys, you know, it's a few guys that's out there that the Saints could be looking at resigning. Of course, the first resigning was they did sign Josh Hill back, gave him a three year deal, uh, actually a pretty decent deal on top of that. So with that being said, let's keep it moving, going into the next group of topics. Now, like I said, man, I don't want to be the dead horse here. But we talked about the issues dealing with the Saints. I think the upgrading of the secondary, of course, P Rob, if P Rob was there, it it definitely would have been a different outcome. Losing him in the season was really critical because we had to rely on the play of P.J. Williams and Ken Crawley, which was uh, well, blah, you know, but in the end, you know, it's time to upgrade the deck position. I Saints did draft a few guys you know it it let both of them rock so i mean i don't know what they were trying to do this year's draft was very suspect i can't give much credit to davenport i like that move but none of the guys left you had the uh both scott leaving to philadelphia deal so i don't know man it's uh you know it it was a suspect draft in my opinion but anyway let's move on to the next topic and also let you know the sports coma question of the day is what is the question of the day Should penalties be should the penalties be reviewed Should pass interference penalties be reviewed? And of course, the real sports coma question of the day, which to me is which is more dire. The dropping of the touchdown by tight end Dan Arnold, who should be getting lamb based right now, should have been lamb based all last week. But we caught up to this whole referee deal. Or is it the refs? Who's more at fault here? You tell me, is it the referee for blowing the call or Dan Arnold for dropping a touchdown in the NFC Championship game? And don't tell me they're equally bad. I want you to pick one or the other. Going to the next topic here, we have Gail Benson statement. I'm going to read the entire statement if you want to check it out. You can go to our Sports Coma Facebook or Twitter pages to read the entire story on Gail Benson's statement. And of course, you know, everybody loves such a classic later. But she was saying. That the yesterday's result is still difficult to accept for all of us, and I'm thoroughly disappointed by the events that led to the outcome of yesterday's game. Getting to the Super Bowl is incredibly difficult to do, and it takes such an unbelievable commitment from a commitment from a team and support from its fans. No team should be denied the opportunity to reach the title game or simply win a game based on the actions or inactions of those charged with creating a fair and equitable playing field. As is clear to all who watch the game, it is undeniable that our team and fans were unfairly deprived of that opportunity yesterday. I've been in touch with the NFL regarding yesterday's events and will aggressively pursue changes in the NFL policies to ensure no team and fan base is ever put in a similar position again. It is a disservice to our coaches, players, employees, and most importantly, the fans who make our game possible. The NFL fail must always commit to providing the most basic of exceptions fairness and integrity thank you miss gail appreciate it lovely statement there's plenty more she has at least another three or four paragraphs left to read i'm not going to read her entire statement but that's just the gist of it if you want to read the entire statement you can feel free to go to the sports coma uh twitter page and the facebook page and you can read the entire statement for yourself but she's absolutely right it's an integrity issue, and they blew it. They definitely blew the call. It wasn't just that call. It was a bunch of calls they blew. You can go back over the tape and see the referees were looking right at the players and not throwing the flags. I don't. If 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 I was crazy out of my mind, I'll say, oh, the guy was just blind for a second, he missed it. Or he's purposely not throwing flags. In my mind, I'll say he's purposely not throwing flags. What is the reason why you're staring at this guy? He got his arm around Cam's neck, and you don't throw the flag. You don't throw the flag. And they were holding Cam. Even when he got when Cam with bust free, bus free and sacked Jared Goff, the guy was grabbing his shirt, had his shirt pulled while he was sacking the quarterback. No holding penalty. So it was a number of penalties that these refs did not make because they weren't going to make them because the fix was in. And they don't want to say it, but I say it for them and the players know it too. Come on, man. You don't be that close to it and see the referees and you see these guys and you see them make these plays and they not make the calls, man. This is not hard. It's not hard to me. Oh, the referees have a tough job. Miss me with that. A guy in the all field has a tough job. A a soldier in war has a tough job. You sitting out there making calls and throwing flags, man. Miss, get get past me. Get get away from me with this. Oh, the referees have a tough uh, job deal. Get out of here. Police officers, firefighters, they have a tough job. You only thing you're doing is throwing a piece of yellow laundry for a penalty. Get out of here with that, man. But anyway, let's listen to the rest of these interviews right here. We're going to start with Eli Apple and get his take on what happened, uh, how he feel about what happened. Of course, the lost. is Eli. And uh, like
2: this, the way it happened, it's really rough. So, um, yeah. Um, just
3: that's a defense. Um, keeping that offense in check. Love that game, just how would you kind of characterize how the defense played?
2: You know, for those 60 minutes and over. overtime. I thought we played tough, played gritty. We was running out there, making hits, and uh, we came out a fast start. Had the pick, had the interception with uh, Demario. Uh, Cam made plays, made sacks. I mean, guys were making plays. PJ had a couple pass breakups. Everybody was making plays. Just they made a couple more at the end. We lost. So. How much yeah. did the crowd play a factor just in, on their side for, in terms of just communication and being kind uh, of... The crowd mind? was amazing, I think. The crowd definitely uh, had to vibe later a couple of times, and I mean, that's what we expected.
6: Golf does a pretty good job of, I mean, Cam got the sack, but he does a pretty good job of getting rid of it in time, you know, it doesn't take a lot of hits, it doesn't take a lot
2: of sacks. Yeah. Felt that big, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a good job today uh extending plays, like I said, and... Um, getting the ball out quick. Did you, like.
4: sure. you come off the field feeling, you know, like, not just the defensive unit, but, you know, offense,
0: whole special teams, whole team, played well enough to win this game? I think so, yeah.
2: I think everybody did. And it's rough when, uh, when it comes down to a field goal and when it comes down to a couple plays at the end and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I thought we did. Both sides, we played great.
4: Eli, you're a guy who probably feels like
2: you've been called for more penalties at that- Less contacts happen than that, obviously. How shocked were you to see that? It's pretty shocking.
5: Being a DB, I mean, how seeing that from the sideline, how obvious was that call?
2: The guy got hit before the ball got there. That's all I can say. I mean,
1: yeah,
2: even the helmet,
6: the helmet,
1: right?
2: And yeah, all that targeting, all that. So should have got ejected, yeah. but I mean.
1: P.J. Williams, fam. Speaking his mind, said the guy should have been ejected, thrown out of there. That buffoonish guy was running around all day making pass interferences. Uh, the referees obviously wasn't going to stop him from doing what he doing. He was beat on every play that he participated in. Like I said, he met, he got early to tag and Jane when the pass was thrown there, no flag. Uh, he hooked Mike Thomas in the end zone on a touchdown throw, no flag there. And, of course, the obviously running te- uh, Tommy Lee Lewis completely over, no flag there. They were consistent, all right. They just didn't throw any flags. But anyway, moving away from uh, what they're saying, we got a – what else do we have here? We got a few interviews here for the for the fam. The uh, Demario Davis is coming up next. And the sports coma question of the day, I'm going to say it once more, it's actually two. It's a dual question. Is should penalties be reviewable? And the other question is – which has more negative impact on the game, the NFC Championship game? Dan, our tight end, Dan Arnold, dropping that touchdown or the referee blowing the flag? Notice they not. None of the reporters seem to want to ask the question was about Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold dropped the touchdown that could have put the Saints in the Super Bowl. Nobody want to talk about that. No, we want to act. We want to just advocate. Obviously, the referee's blown cold. You can't be like that. The pivotal play that could have really helped the Saints out was several plays I can name that could've really helped out. Better play calling, some more uh more uh, better play on the offensive line to open up holes for the running game and obviously dropping passes, especially when they're touchdowns. Nobody wanna talk about I'm only one talking about Dan Arnold dropping his goddamn touchdown that could have put us in the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, you know, that's why the sports coma is what the sports coma and they are what they are. Let's listen to what Demario Davis had to say about that play here's tomorrow obviously difficult yesterday has it is it still sinking in or is it something that
6: you know you guys have I know you can't move past it in the day but is it still kind of marinating yeah it's still, it's still sitting in. you know it was a tough loss how do you move on from that or how, how much time does it take I mean and obviously you have a, a, a long off season but do you have a fix on I guess when you start moving moving one foot in front of the other I mean, you just you gotta you you gotta process it the right way, you know. Uh, emotionally, it was devastating, and so you gotta make sure that you compartmentalize it the right way. Um, but then you gotta get up, dust stuff off, and get back in the lab. You know, now not having been with this team last year, but now having been with it this year, do you have a good idea or a good feel for how this team is gonna react? That's a great group, uh, first class organization championship organization, yeah, exactly. um, used to playing in big moments in and, and big times and um, contending year in, year out. So it's, a, it's just a blessing to be a part of this group. Good. When you look at it, is it something where, you know, it's more the mind needs to heal or maybe more the body needs to heal, I guess, in this offseason? Um, uh, only time will tell. Um, you got to process it. Like I said, you got to process it the right way. Uh, emotionally, it, it was devastating. And so it's a lot of a lot of emotions no rush, into that. You no got to make sure no, you deal with those. Um, oh, that mentally, um, you got to be able to look at it and understand what what you could have did differently, and and make sure that you uh, take the right look at yourself. And then physically, you just gotta put in the work to be better. And so you just gotta process it the right way and
1: um, and move forward. That's the Mario Davis Davis family talking about uh, getting over. And and this is the emotional attachment. Let's let it let it be known from the, from a saint standpoint, a fan standpoint, you follow the team all year through the first practices, mini camps all the way up until this point. The players are there busting their butts. They're in there lifting weights. They're in there running. They're in there practicing the correct diet. They're in there studying the playbooks. They're in that in full dedication mode in and out the organization year round, doing everything they feel to do, listening to the coaching personnel. And that's both the coaches, too, who are dialing up the play call and setting up the schedules for practices, uh, transporting these guys on buses back and forth, running them around, flying on airplanes, going here, following schedules, doing all this meticulous stuff and then getting down to the 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 aspect of playing, go through all of that and then it ends like where it ends how it ends it's just a tragedy it really is it's a tragedy and uh like i said to get there and then one or two plays decide the outcome of you what you were practicing for getting that was no doubt in my mind as the season started that this after what happened in minnesota that the saints were definitely facing going to the Super Bowl. They already had penciled themselves in for that and they came up one or two plays short of making it happen. That is absolutely heartbreaking to put in all that work and just to fall short. You know, that's one of the things that I want to make known about the whole deal and why it is imperative that, you know, we understand the process and why, you know, the players and the coaches and of course the fans going through what they're going through. But we had this thing in our hands and it wasn't just exclusively the damn referees. Let's hear e, This is, let's go into our final interview, which is PJ Williams. Here's PJ Williams take on what happened. PJ, obviously difficult way for a season to close out. How long does it take to process this? And
7: I guess it's hard to put a timetable on when you move past it, but is it still a work in progress? Yeah, definitely, man. It's just tough, man. Just when you, whenever you think about it, it's just a little tough on you, but you know, you got to, you got to be able to move on from stuff like this, man. You got to have a short memory because you don't want it to affect, affect your life or affect your career. So I feel like the main thing, you got to just, just really think about it and know that uh, you got to move on from things like this uh, because it's, it's over. So you can't just dwell on it or, or let it affect you in a negative way. So I feel like uh, you got to pretty much try to take all the positives from it and, and move on. Now, I know you said move on and have a short memory. You're a cornerback, obviously. That's what you, they teach you
6: guys. But right. the finality of it to not have another game to, to move forward to, you know,
7: how how much does that affect? Oh uh, yeah, it's rough, man. Because we we just knew we was going to the Super Bowl, man. This, we felt like this was our year. Judy was boring.
3: Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.
5: More than once, actually. Do
7: I have to say?
0: Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
7: we put ourselves in a great position to be able to do it. So uh, it's definitely going to be tough, man. Just, just not having... Just with the season being over, man, and I'm sure it'll hit, hit us a little bit more probably in the next couple of days. But uh, I, like I said, you just got to move on, have a short memory, and and just think about all the positives uh, towards everything and then just keep going. To see the way this team reads. That's P.J. Williams,
1: fam. P.J. Williams saying, have a short memory. And I don't know anybody's memory more shorter than P.J. Williams, how he get burnt and toasted. He definitely forgets real quick. <laughs> a little levity there. Anyway, moving forward, uh, going to the sports coma replies from the previous question, which was, what was the previous question, fam? I forget what all this going on. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, of course, on the NFC Championship game, I, that was a pretty simple, basic question was, what are your thoughts? Well, we're going to start with Chase Tayson. What's up, Chase? He said there's absolutely no excuse for that. No call. There is no hiding from this. Even if you tried to make an argument for it, it will seem as if you were pulling for the Rams and being biased. I'm really sketched out by the NFL now. This is an abomination and completely utter bull crap. He didn't say crap, but you know what he mean. But thanks, Chasing, for that. Uh, yeah, man, that's strong sentiment right there. A lot of people out there feel the same way. You know that this was utter bull, and the fact that the NFL, this is a week later, have not addressed this issue, is repugnant. It's totally, totally terrible. This is a PR nightmare. They're waiting for the the time to run out, so then they'll probably issue a statement sometimes next week, because the people in legal have uh, are actually moving legally against the NFL to force them to do something about it, and that forced them to come out the statement that hey, we're not going to play replay this thing because it costs too much. Uh, we have to move the to Super Bowl, and we care more about playing the Super Bowl and getting it wrong than we care about getting it right. If you got to spend the money to get it right, it's your folly. Fix it. If this, if it comes down to the officiating, in which they didn't make any calls, and I also would say, if I could say, whoever has the power to say to the NFL to say, listen, let's change this whole situation where the NFL, if you don't draw a flag on the play, you can't find the man. You can't find them if there's no flag on the plate. So if it's a helmet to helmet and the referee misses it, you don't find the goddamn man. You don't have the right to do it because if it wasn't a penalty on the field, it shouldn't be one off the field. So cut it out with that NFL. So, I mean, that's my take on it. But thank you, Chase, for uh, that very. Strong sentiment. Rendell Bartholomew's up next. What's going on, Rendell? He says, sports entertainment at its finest, LOL. I suspected this was happening, so I didn't get my hopes up before the game. The whole Saints offense, especially Drew Brees, were on a leash from on high, it seems. They've played this way ever since the Cowboys lost. Breeze has not looked like himself in key moments of the game. He looks like he's being controlled, so he holds back. The offense doesn't look efficient. The game should have been a blow from the start. Anyways, the NFL scripted L.A. for marketing purposes, plus they wanted to send Tom Brady with his sixth and final ring. I've noticed every time Nick Saban loses in the national championship game, the Patriots always win the Super Bowl in the same year. Saban won his sixth championship at 66 years old. He's saying 666. (laughs) Belichick is 66 years old now. Patriots will win the Super Bowl 36 rematch. Patriot dynasty will die for good after that. The NFL hates the Saints still. And never would I trust the NFL going forward. Strong sentiment for Rendell Patholomew. Do you hear that? You stinking, rotten, corrupt NFL. Do you hear what this man and many of the people that pay? And follow your league for years feel about you because you even though your officials got it wrong in the field, you compound the problem by not fixing it off the field. But you're going to find a man even though the penalty wasn't wrong, which is admitting guilt. But still does nothing about it. But they're going to get that money. They're going to get that fine money. That's why it's despicable to me. And you're absolutely right. It It is a sports entertainment aspect of it. It's in their charter. Y'all need to research that you know we're not going to be stupid fans or stupid followers of no nobody's stuff Timothy Russ What's up, Tim? He said, what does a broken hand have to do with getting put on your butt several times? Now, Tim's a former offensive lineman, so he's going to speak to the lineman throughout the season on a goal line play. Pete was supposed to block Vander age, but Vander age blocked him. Pete literally falls on his butt. Kamara was running to that hole, but had to cut inside. That's when Lawrence smacks Kamara for yard loss. That's just an example of how sorry Pete is. He is the crawly of the offensive line. Wow. He's ranked 79th best lineman, LOL, which is considered below average, according to PFF. I didn't know that, Sam. Didn't know that he was rated so low. I thought he was a little bit higher at that. And then um didn't know that. But Quack Jones says that he's injury prone. Well, Tim said he's uh, that he's injury prone and Quack said he's garbage. So and some people said that Andrews Pete was the weak link. He in that Dallas game, he did look like crap. And in this game against the Rams, the second time around, he looked like garbage. Definitely looked like garbage. No holes were being opened up, but a lot of them offensive linemen were looking trash anyway. They just just didn't look like themselves in the game. They couldn't open up any holes to help uh, Mark Ingram or Elvin Kamara run the ball. If they had, this would have been a different outcome. We could have controlled the clock a lot better than what we did. Thank you guys for both the comments. And, of course, Tim adds on, uh, he says that, I questioned some of the play calling it, but ultimately we lost this game because the Rams defensive line dominated our offensive line. Sue and Donald played like the star recruits they are. We need to upgrade the left guard position. Andrews Pete sucks ever since i ever since I've seen Pete get knocked on his butt by Van Vandaish. I lost faith in him. If we upgrade our offensive line, we better it will better be. We'll be we be will be better coming next season. Well, Andrews Pete is definitely a free agent. Will the Saints spend money on him? to uh, you know to move to keep him he has that broken hand i don't know what that looked like moving forward but i didn't know about that rank and i'm have to research that one but appreciate y'all guys for commenting on that as well let's keep it moving and go on to the next comment of course who's up next here Tremal Kellup. What's up, Tremal? He says, I think the NFL reps fixed the game for the Rams to win. A lot of people feel that way, Tremal. A lot of people feel the same way. It was definitely a fixed deal, in my opinion, looking at it with my eyes. And I trust what I'm looking at and not what they're saying. But I, I definitely agree with you. It was a fixed outcome. The, the referees held too many flags. It was really evident. It wasn't even a slick slick side fix it was a blatant fix because how do you justify them not calling pass interference calls on that guy he was responsible for at least three how do you not uh account for the fact that they did not throw penalties on holding when they were holding the saints defensive lineman in the referee standing there looking at him with his hands down in a catcher stance and a referee stance uh, empire stance from uh in baseball looking at the man it was a picture where i froze the thing the guy had his eyes fixed on the on the guy and he, he has his arm around cam's neck no flag you know it was several plays that occurred in penalties but we all we knew that the, the penalties the fix was in Let's go on. Thank you for that, uh, Tramal. Audit the Fed says, LA and New England are the biggest markets in the world. NFL has the motives and has the means to fix games. The NFL charter states it's an entertainment, not a game. So legally, it's the WWF. XFL will bring fairness to football starting a few weeks from the Super Bowl. NFL is a fraud. Do you hear that? NFL Audit the Fed is another follower of your league and of your teams and he is lose he has lost whatever fate that he had in you do you hear these comments or do you hear him i hope they hear him loud and clear and he's at and, and and audit is absolutely right it's in their charter that it is an entertainment league it is if you for your those who don't know you know now appreciate that audit the fed going to sean c what's up sean he says sup fellas tough night at work i couldn't even stay focused i can except losing to a better team. But I can't accept cheating. We can't. I can't accept it. We lost. We could have done better. However, the call was so obvious. It's hard to get over this last year. This is going to sting for a while. Next year, we need to reload the offense and set the league on fire. Who that who that to you, my friend, appreciate you. And you're absolutely right. This was a tough one. And I like you had the Minnesota miracle. I call it. I've termed it. The debacle in the dome. So we had the Minnesota miracle and the debacle in the dome. That's two really critical mistakes. But I think this will drive the team even harder to come back even more focused than what they were last year. If you can believe that. And the Saints will be their most complete self because they will focus on the things that need to happen. Like getting a better tight end situation and not trying to use a wide receiver converted to a tight end as a tight end. Actually get a guy that played tight end to be a tight end. Uh, Moving ahead uh young dex says what's going on dex he said bro you should oh he was talking about he couldn't hear it i didn't understand that one but but yeah we we fixed that on the next one dex so be looking out for that uh a origin hot boy 504 is in what's up brother he says other other watch that play do you think the nfl's rigged? most certainly in certain games you could say that man you know you got 30 something nfl teams and the same team keep making it into the super bowl year after year are they really that good or are they getting help? I've seen a play where Tom Brady was supposed to pass, uh, roughed when a guy just swiped over his shoulder and they call that a pass interference. I mean, I mean, not a pass if a roughing the passer. It's absolutely asinine, man, that some of this stuff, like if you make a call and it's really a bad call, you can go back and say, you know what? Let's fix the call. You know, let's fix the call. Let's go back and change the call because it was obviously a bad call. You know, referees should have the ability to go back there and make the ability like if I make a bad call, I don't just look stupid, stand up there pretending like I'm official and the call was right. And everybody in the arena know that you made a stupid call and a dumb call, but you're going to pretend like it was the right call. Cut it out, man. Get this stuff right marvin norman what's up marvin he said uh, yes rams were holding our defensive line every play last night you're absolutely right marvin i can turn on the tape every damn play they were hooking and holding grabbing and the referee sitting right there on the line didn't make one call so you won't fuss at one you fuss at it all of them because they were doing the same thing marvin norman also said yeah right bro that one pass at the end we should have ran all three times on fourth down took a delayed game penalty and kicked the field goal why not Norman marvin Marvin, that's common sense, right? That's common sense football. Why he ain't do it? And this man's a professional coach. That's why I'm saying, how could you that be that mad at the referees but not be mad at your own coach and players for dropping touchdowns, for bad calls, for being too conservative, for your offensive line blocking as shitty as what they did? Why can't we admit to that and be real? Why we all this Rob stuff? Why we with all this Saints got Rob stuff? Well, I mean, come on. We had this game in control. We, di- we, we could have beat this team. We dominated this team early in the year. It was the same damn team, less than one player. You know, come on. Come on let's, let's keep it real Appreciate the, the comment there Marvin Quack Jones says wow it's all I can say Quack is speechless uh, Appreciate it uh, Quack And that is, that's going to do it for all of our comments In this one But like I said before In my humble opinion people I'm just going to keep it real I'm just going to tell you the truth I'm just going to keep it real with you and tell you the truth That's all I can do and in this matchup Saints had this game, man Referees did what they did But we should have kept it out the referee's hand Is all I'm saying Well it, They won't reverse it So let's move forward Let's focus on improving and making a team better Going into next season Is all I can say, man Let's just improve them going ahead And just keep it moving Anyway, like to thank y'all all the new and established people y'all subscribe hit the notification button for more content from the sports coma we tell it like it is here fam i like to thank y'all for joining us if you like the show like i say hit the notification button thumbs up subscribe share with share the show with all your people support us by going on patreon.com slash the pro media network support support our sponsors and join our social media. All those links are in the description section below. So for me and the team here at Sportscoma, thank you for joining us today. Peace.
0: entertainment to you and yours if you are benefiting positively from our content please donate to help us grow our platform by going to www.patreon.com/ the promedia network that's www.patreon.com/ the promedia network and support the true independent artists
1: tea is your escape it's your opportunity to create a moment for stillness, for reflection, for yourself. It's your connection to a world of senses. Flavors both exotic and familiar, energizing and relaxing. It's your retreat from an increasingly turbulent world. It's the perfect paradox of simplicity and complexity. TBox.com connects T. To people, uniting the richest flavors of the finest teas with the curious, the cultivated, and the adventurous all over the world. The freshest tea you've ever tasted from crop to cup. There's simply no simpler way to experience the wonderful complexity of tea. Tea Box, packing up the freshness. Tea thrives on freshness, and so do they. T-Box temperature and humidity control facility ensure that tea is maintained. The teas themselves go into oblique bags with aluminum layers that protect them from excess moisture and light. With T-Box, shopping for fresh loose leaf tea is easy because you make an informed purchase. You know exactly where your tea is coming from. So for the freshest teas in the world, check out T-Box.com. That's right, T-Box.com. Check the link in the description section below newfrog.com for all the electronic gadget needs, fast becoming number one online seller, cell phone and accessories, consumer electronics automobiles and motorcycles, home and garden items, 5D diamond painting crafts electrical and tool supplies computer and networking supplies, lights and lighting supplies, sports and travel items, toys and hobby supplies apparel and accessories, mother and kid items, health and beauty items, and much much more, newfrog.com has up to 70% off on some products and you can check out their weekly promotions for all the best deals. Remember, when thanking online electronics and gadgets, thank NewFrog, newfrog.com. Check the link in the description section below. Vapor DNA is the absolute premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of e-cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Our friendly and knowledgeable
7: customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. We guarantee our vaping gear shop products to be 100%
1: genuine and the lowest. We are so confident in our selection and our customer service.
4: We will offer our customers a 45-day refund policy. That's right, a 45-day refund policy. We are proud of this offer for three simple reasons. Quality, selection, and price. And that is the reason you should choose Vapor DNA for all your vaping needs. That's www.vapordna.com. Again, that's www.vapordna.com. In today's world, children are...
3: author, and dad, G.J. Barabino. This is a simple guide loaded with wonderful and inspirational affirmations designed to uplift young people's spirits. This positive and powerful children affirmational is chock full and loaded with wonderful inspirational sayings that will lift your child's self-image to whole new levels through the awesome power of spoken word children affirmations a guide to positive child self-image from author and dad g.j barabino available on amazon order a copy for yourself your child's teachers or anyone you know with children 101 powerful children affirmations a guide to positive child self-image order your copy
5: today What's up, Sports World? The PRO Media Network is on a mission to reach 10,000 subscribers. So besides our regular programs like the Sports Coma with Big Q and the Guys, the Pelican Post Game Report, Rapid Fire TSC, and others, we will be expanding out and offering other content like movie, anime, and gaming reviews for your entertainment. So if you enjoy our content, please donate at our Patreon page. Also subscribe, comment, and share. And help the PRO Media Network reach 10,000 subs. Peace.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>